it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Friday edition of the show. Show sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And uh, it's a big show today. It's uh, the special AAA playoff preview edition of the show. We are going an extra half an hour because Martinsburg's game doesn't start till 7.30. So our pregame show will begin at 6.30. So we'll be from 12 to 1.30 and 5 to 6.30 on the replay. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here today for this special preview edition. And we're going to join it off the top. We're now joined by the Martinsburg play-by-play broadcaster, legendary Matt Miller. How are you doing today, Matt? I am good. How about you guys? Pretty good. Getting ready for a big night in yeah. high school football. And big weekend, really. It is time. Finally time. How is it you're entering your final playoffs at the helm of the playoff or at the helm of the voice of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. How's it feel? Um, much like uh, recent playoffs because the dogs are a number two seed and, you know, a team that is expected to be in that state championship game and they've been doing that a lot lately. So uh, hopefully it'll go out right. <laughs> there you go. Martinsburg Bulldogs number two seed. As you just mentioned, they are hosting the number 15 seed Parkersburg South Patriots. And, uh, you know, you've chatted a little bit this week with their play-by-play broadcaster. What are some things that Parkersburg South brings to this game tonight? They bring a lot of youth, and they bring a lot of throwing the football. When you look at them statistically, about 128 rushing yards a game, but about 210 passing yards a game. And it's a sophomore quarterback that's doing all of that throwing, and his top receiver is a junior. So you look at this Parkersburg South team and say this may be a team that is just a season away. They are averaging better than 30 points a game, right at about 31. The issue, though, they give up a lot, 34 points a game they've had a hard time slowing teams down and when you look to i mean as we mentioned parkersburg south a pass first football team matt and and one issue for martinsburg at times has been those big plays in the passing game Mm -hmm. so how do you think they're going to try to address that this week well when you look at the passing attack i haven't seen film on them but when you just look at the numbers as far as completions yards per completion and receptions and yards per catch for the receiving core and it looks like it's a short type of passing game for Parkersburg South I don't know how much they're going to stretch the field now they may look at that Spring Valley game and say hey we've got some opportunities because Martinsburg had some miscues in that secondary the other thing too is it's a Bulldog secondary that's still only giving up about 111 passing yards a game. That's not bad on the high school level, um, especially when they have played some teams that throw the football. So I think for the dogs, hopefully, and and for Martinsburg fans, they're looking at Spring Valley as kind of uh, an outlier, if you will, as opposed to the way they played in the other nine games during the regular season. Now, you mentioned that Parkersburg South is full of youth as you also mentioned, a sophomore quarterback, do you think defensively for Martinsburg that the uh, pass rush and the upperclassmen that they have on that defensive line should be able to dominate? Well, I, hopefully. Um, I don't know about dominate. The interesting stat for Parkersburg South is they've only given up 10 sacks 
all season long. And their quarterback has thrown 269 attempts. They have another young man that has 10 more. So in 279 passes, only 10 times has the quarterback been sacked. So that tells you their offensive line, despite uh, talking with their head coach, they've had to move some people around due to injury and so forth. Uh, you know, hopefully Martinsburg is able to get that pressure, and I think that will be key. On the other side, uh, I find it very fascinating that while they've given up a ton of points, the stat sheet shows Parkersburg South with 27 sacks on the season. So they have gotten to the opposing team's quarterback, and so that Martinsburg offensive line is really going to have to protect tonight. And you look at this Parkersburg South team, five and five on the year. They got in the playoffs above, you know, John Marshall team, six and four on the season. And you know, we've talked about that a little bit, but being able to get in at five and five is is a you know very lucky for some teams. Well, this is a top heavy playoff in Class AAA, if you will. When you look at the sixteen team playoff field, there are eight teams, or exactly half, that are eight and two or better. There are three undefeated teams at 10 and 0, three teams at 9 and 1, and two teams at 8 and 2. You look at the bottom half of the bracket and there are five teams that are at a 500 record where you've got four 5 and 5 teams and one 4 and 4 team. There's only one 6 and 4 team that is in this playoff field at in Princeton with only getting eight games. They're 5 and 3, so the middle of the pack is not very big. That's why it's top heavy and I really look up and down the matchups, and I'm not sure I see any kind of an upset in the opening round. I really don't. That, that was going to be the question that I was about to ask. Uh, since you said now, basically answering the question that you don't see one, who would be the closest to possibly pull off an upset? Well, I mean, again, your 8-9 matchup is always you know a toss-up. So if the 8 ends up losing to the 9, most people aren't surprised by that. So again, that one I wouldn't consider a surprise either way. So 8 or 9, whoever wins. But I don't know. I, I just I, Woodrow Wilson has not been in the postseason for a while. In fact, since 2014, I don't know that they've got what it will take to go on the road and beat a university. Um, South Charleston really struggled down the stretch of the season. I don't see them topping Cabell Midland on the road. I would expect Martinsburg to win in Spring Valley, which sets up an interesting matchup next week. Bridgeport and Morgantown, you got to go with the Indians in that one. And honestly, I think Jefferson at nine and one will top Hurricane. I know that. That seems to be the one across the state. Everything I hear is, you know, well, if there's going to be an upset, that's the game. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another point, I think, heading into this game that we have tonight, Matt, uh, obviously this Park South team coming off the two wins to get into the playoffs. So them kind of riding that momentum and already kind of, I guess, being in a playoff-type mode. Uh, how much do you think that maybe helps them tonight, at least knowing that they've already – Known that their season could be over with one loss. Yeah, I mean, when when I got a chance to talk with uh, Coach uh, Tanner earlier in the week, he said they really didn't talk about the playoffs until going into last week's game. They didn't talk about it um, going into that Wheeling Park game, but fully knowing they were going to have to win those final two. I'm not sure you have to talk about it, right? The kids know. Look, if we're going to make the postseason, we got to win. Uh, to eke out a 26-24 win on the road at Wheeling Park is the impressive victory. And then the 44 
34 win at home against Princeton to close out the regular season. Likewise, an impressive win, but this is a whole new animal to make the trip yeah. to the Eastern Panhandle and take on a Martinsburg team that is not only 9-1, and one, played the toughest schedule in the Mountain State and has the most bonus points of any team in the Mountain State and is coming off of a loss that they sat on for a week. So, you know, they've had time to adjust, to get healthy, to be prepared for this game. And I think that makes this a very big uphill climb for the Patriots. I definitely think that as well. And uh, you look at some games that they've played back in the beginning of the season. They barely beat a Capital team on opening night. That Capital's not... I think what they had two or three wins this year. Yeah, I think just one. I believe they went. But at one the same time, time that's opening yeah. night, so you always yeah. yep. kind of gotta be wary of looking at week one stuff because a lot of teams come out flat in that. Yeah, it just seems case. like their front half of their schedule is kind of all over the place. They lost to a university team sixty-two to thirty-three. This university team very good in the top five at number four. Uh, then you beat Woodrow Wilson, who you know needed the win last week to get into the playoffs and then they lost to Parkersburg beat John Marshall by three points lost to Morgantown by one touchdown and then lost to Cabell Midland by 49 points and then you talked to the the last two games of the season you mentioned so very up and down season for this Parkersburg South team but I remember you saying something about how they didn't get to play a game that they were going to play because it was they were going to play it on a Monday, but then another team had a game on a Friday? Well, it was Bridgeport that they were supposed to have actually played back on the 1st of October. And then they had a bye week on the 8th of October. And so uh, Coach will tell us, you'll hear it in the pregame show tonight, Coach Tanner said, uh, we had issues with... Um, Oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, not not necessarily maybe directly with an alignment, but uh, when they do all that stuff of contact tracing. Yep. There it is. And so offensive and defensive linemen were not going to be available until that very Friday night, October the 1st. And so they were saying, hey, we talked to Bridgeport and said, we're, we're ready to play. Even though we haven't practiced, we're, we'll be ready to play that night. And he said, unfortunately, during the week, another offensive lineman did come down with a positive test. And he said, when that pushed everything back they made every effort to try to play that game against Bridgeport but just couldn't really find the time Bridgeport you know the way that they were playing and you moving up in the ranks and so forth they didn't like the idea of playing twice in the same week where they're going to play on a Monday or a Tuesday and have such a short turnaround to come back out and play on a Friday so ultimately it was last week the end of the regular season when it was decided it would be a forfeit victory for Bridgeport and ultimately would leave a five and five mark for Parkersburg South and I think Spencer when you kind of ran down those scores uh you know that's a sign of a young football team so yeah. maybe not mm-hmm. this year for Parkersburg South but I think next year they have a chance to be one of the top teams in the state and of course tonight too a big challenge as we mentioned Martinsburg coming off of a loss they're probably going to be pretty angry heading into this game <laughs> and have a lot to prove uh even though it is a two versus 15 matchup yeah, you were at, you talked with head coach Britt Sherman yesterday. What are some things you took from that conversation? You know, you know him so well, haven't talked to him for so long now. I, from the conversation and also from the locker room, to be honest with you, I just took that this group is ready for the postseason. The, the, the loss last week is not lingering, or two weeks ago, actually, because they had the bye. You know, they, talking with Hudson Clement, you'll hear him tonight. It happened. You know, we're, we're disappointed by it. We didn't want it to happen. It happened. Uh, you know, Coach Sherman said the same thing. Guys, it's better that it happened now because we don't have our season end. But you can't have a slip up like that again. I think this team is focused.
focused and ready to go into the playoffs. That actually was going to be the uh, question that I was going to ask that you just asked. So I guess I'll go into, uh, is anybody still injured? Have we heard any updates for any key players from uh, Martinsburg that might get to be back in action for the postseason? Unfortunately, I don't know that anybody is back. Um, The two main ones were Kai Walker with the knee injury early on in this season, and he was out for the remainder of the year because of that injury. And Braxton Todd will remain out for this one as well. He was hopeful to maybe get back this week, but uh, talking with Coach Sherman, it does not look like that's going to happen. So he'll continue to work and, and may may be able to play next week but we'll wait and see so it looks like the dogs you know have the the team that they've been playing with when you really look at it through you know probably close to three quarters of this season all right you have time to stick around for about 10 more minutes or are you gonna go no i can do it all right let's talk a little jefferson you know you've been around here long enough 29 years you've seen quite a few jefferson games let's talk about them coming up next on the sports mix segment sponsored in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com talk jefferson's matchup with hurricane next on the sports mix i was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into some of your friends. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm in new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times than a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this special AAA playoff preview edition of the Sports Mix. Again, it'll run from 12 to 1.30, re-aired from 5 to 6.30. And uh, Colin, thanks for the update. As uh, Since we're still in the doing some EPAC flavor here, we'll talk a little volleyball. Musselman in the round one of the state tournament beats Hurricane 3-0. They will play George Washington tonight at 6.30. Should be a good one as the Musselman app, Lady Appleman, try to go for another state title. Yep, have not heard about uh, Hedgesville yet. But I think they don't play till the afternoon. Okay. I think I looked at that. But now let's talk um, the other AAA playoff matchup in this area as number six Jefferson hosts number 11 Hurricane. And Matt, you've been around long enough in this area, 29 years calling Martinsburg, but you've obviously called quite a number of Jefferson games in that time period. What have you seen from this Jefferson team that you think, uh, you know, big turnaround from last year at nine and one this year? When you look at recent years when we would talk with Coach Craig Hunter and they were struggling to get to the 500 mark, I mean, this is a team that went 3-6 and six last year, 3-7 and seven the year before that, 2-8 and eight the year before that. And we would talk about it seemed like at that point in time in the game when they needed to make a play, they just couldn't quite make that play. At the same time, they were a little one-dimensional on offense. They just couldn't seem to establish that ground game. And when you look at this season, they've been able to have a relatively balanced offense. I mean, we know that Coach Hunter, and especially with slinging Sammy Roberts, uh, (laughs) throwing the football, that that they want to do that. But you also have to keep a defense honest. You have to be able to stretch that defense. I like to call it the accordion, right? If you can throw the football and, and pull guys off of that line and they can't crowd the box, then that opens holes. And you've got guys like Evan Toole and Bryson Fleming, and you've got a good enough offensive line to create just that all they need is that little crack and now suddenly what now the defense has to come back in because wait we got to you know expect and respect that run and so then the defense comes back in and now you've got a chance to hit them over the top with that great wide receiving core that they have so then the defense stretches back out again and pulls back in it's like a big accordion if they can do that uh, successfully I, I like their chances against Hurricane. Yeah, Evan Toole was in a thousand yard rusher this year, and uh, Sammy Roberts two hundred or two thousand, excuse yeah. me, passing yards. So this offense is explosive. That's something that will definitely benefit them. It's just when it comes playoff time, you always hear the saying: "Offense wins games, defense wins championships." Is that defense going to be able to step up and help them out? Uh, go deep into these playoffs maybe a semifinal maybe a championship well you look at the defense and go they're giving up around 12 points a game you know uh, the only game in which they gave up a bunch of points was martinsburg and frankly held them below their average dogs are averaging over 47 points a game right now they got 42 in a 42 to 3 win against 35 are scored on the defense. Yes. Because one was scored on special teams. Right. So there you go. So I I, I don't think this defense is as bad as some people want to say. I and mean, they have the I, player I wasn't of the saying year they're bad. The I'm no, just I, saying that they have to They have the up. player of the year in the EPAC as well yeah. for defense. So. And, and But I, I think that's part of the reason why some people look at this game across the state and maybe even across the area and go, uh, if there's going to be an upset, it's going to be a hurricane. Well, tell me where exactly, because Jefferson is playing well on offense, averaging 47 points a game, playing well on defense, giving up only about 12 points a game. The only game this season where they did get burnt defensively was against Martinsburg, and the only game where they really got slowed down offensively was against Martinsburg, and there are a lot of other teams in three states that could say the exact same thing. And while Hurricane, you know, you look at them and they may not, 
be as talented overall as Jefferson. They do have some good pieces. I know you oh. saw them last year. Yeah. Uh, I saw them as well when they played Huntington. Uh, their quarterback too, Barreo, I believe is his last name. He can, uh, you know, provide some threats for them as a dual threat quarterback. Could be a three and a half hour game. You know, when you look at <laughs> at the way, and tonight could be the same because I know yeah. you know Martinsburg likes to throw. Parkersburg South will put that ball in the air. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to be an easy test, and it's not supposed to be, right? This is no, the playoffs. True. Well, A.R. Emmert says Matt knows Jay High is going to test Hurricane secondary with deep shots from Sammy Roberts. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as they can protect him, what was the issue against Martinsburg was they couldn't protect. They didn't give Sammy Roberts enough time to yeah. allow the receivers to get open. So. His deep balls were a matter of, look, I don't have the time to wait for him. I've just got to throw it and hope he can get there. So a hurricane has to find in some way uh, how to get to the quarterback and harass Sammy Roberts to disrupt that passing game. Because otherwise, I mean, look at the receivers. Lanza, big kid, tough kid to catch the football. Uh, we saw Fritz have a whale of a game against Washington, closing out the regular season. Uh, you know, you've got Powell. I mean, he's got a whole host of guys that he can throw the football to. Yeah, I know it sounds pretty basic, but if Jefferson can connect on those big plays, they're unstoppable. I mean, that that probably goes for every team, but last week when we covered the game against Washington, you saw three touchdown passes to Fritz, including the one that went 98 yards. That That's something that you have to neutralize if you want to be able to knock off a high-powered offense, and I don't think Hurricane can do that tomorrow. If nothing else, you've got to... Try to keep guys in front of you and not give up the the yak yards, the yards after mm-hmm. catch. You know, if if they can force Jefferson to have to like dink and dunk down the field, occasionally, if you're a team that likes big plays, you get frustrated by that, right? You're tired of taking the little play, and you're like, I'm you're going to force deep. it, yeah. And and then you end up in that fourth down situation where you have to punt because you tried a couple of deep balls in a possession. So Jefferson has to be patient as well offensively. Yeah, it should be a good game tonight, and uh, I got to stay. Tomorrow. on schedule tomorrow you're right screwing me up there tomorrow well, a good one tonight and tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow yeah, but we we're talking about the jefferson at cougar <laughs> at cougar stadium there in Je- at jefferson um the segment sponsored in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living family owned and operated located at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg we come back we'll talk a little george washington we'll be joined by rsn play-by-play broadcaster adam rogers next on the sports mix Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. 
The excitement of the West Virginia High School football playoffs has returned. Makes a couple of men miss. Coming here to the near side, outside the numbers to the 30-yard line. Good blocking as he cuts back to the 40-yard line. He's to the midfield stripe. Past the punter. Down the near side between the hash marks and the numbers. Running away from a defender to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone. It's the first round of the postseason as the number 15-ranked Parkersburg South Patriots invade Martinsburg to take on the number 2-ranked Bulldogs. Kickoff is scheduled for 7.30 with pregame coverage beginning at 6.30. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! King some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, a special AAA playoff preview special. And now on the phones, we'll be joined by uh, our old colleague at WMUL, Adam Rogers, who has called a little George Washington in his day and does a lot of different stuff, has called a lot of different teams this year for RSN down in the Charleston area. And how are you doing today, Adam? How's, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. It's good to talk to you. Uh, you know, we've come a long way, Nick and I have, right? I know. It, I was going to say, I remember you guys being young bucks there at WMUL at Marshall University and, uh, you know, picking up things real quickly. And now I'm, you know, happy to see you guys doing big things there in Martinsburg. Thank you, man. Let's talk about this matchup for George Washington. They're coming at the ninth seed playing the AC Greenbrier East. And, uh, you know, you've been fortunate to call a bunch of George Washington games over the, the last few seasons, and uh, not as many this year, but obviously you know that program. What are some things that this program can do, you know, sitting at the ninth seed? What can they do to really upset that eighth seed? Well, honestly, I mean, it's you know, the, those 7-10, 8-9 matchups are always really close, really hard to say, you know, when you get down into the nitty-gritty of it because those teams are really similar in terms of how their seasons have kind of gone. And uh, you look at GW this year, they're 7-3 and three this year, uh, losses to South Charleston, had a loss to Cabell Midland, also lost to Huntington where uh, it was close at halftime and then they just couldn't ultimately get any points on the board until late in the fourth quarter there against the Highlanders. And, uh, you know, GW's been – uh, getting on a nice stride these last couple of games. Had a nice win on the road at Woodrow Wilson in uh, week nine. And then the last two weeks of the season, there was some uncertainty with the GW's uh, team because their starting quarterback, Abe Fenwick, the sophomore who had thrown for over 1,400 yards at that point, got hurt, broke his hand, his throwing hand. So uh, broke a finger, I think, in his throwing hand. So he was out for the last two weeks. And you didn't really know what you were going to get there because uh, Noah Velatombe, the freshman who was in, uh, had played a couple of games, uh, got those two touchdowns against Huntington there in week four. Uh, he had an issue where he transferred to North Carolina, 
came back after he wasn't eligible there, and then it turns out he still wasn't eligible when he came back to GW. So then that left GW without a starting quarterback. And obviously, if you don't have a quarterback in any game, at any level of football, it makes it difficult to win the game. And uh, the last two weeks, they've kind of gone with a split system at quarterback. They've had the senior, Brady Adams, and I think believe the junior, Hayden Hatfield. Hayden Hatfield had played primarily wide receiver throughout the course of the year, but the two of them in the last two weeks have done a really good job of running this offense. Got a really good win at Parkersburg, uh, and a, a must-need win, honestly, there at Parkersburg to keep them in that playoff hunt and to, at the time, keep them in the hunt for a, a host spot. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Greenbrier East was able to win out as well and kept GW from getting out there, but that Capital game the last week of the season, I know Capital was down this year. It's an uncharacteristic capital team but they played hard every time the Cougars were on the field I saw capital three times and I saw GW three times this year with my job with RSN and capital gave them every fight they could they just couldn't slow GW down uh, Patriots won 41 nothing there and uh, Brady Adams and Hayden Hatfield like I said just looked really good the last two weeks combined uh, 16 of 29, just over 300 yards, three touchdowns. But the defense and the offensive line uh, are really the strengths of this team. They are big up front, and it's going to be a problem for Greenbrier East. And that's something that uh, Greenbrier East said Coach Randy Lee actually had already kind of mentioned that uh, earlier in the week in some interviews that he's done, GW up front is, is just big, and that's going to be tough to deal with. And you look at, too, Adam, uh, George Washington's schedule probably a little bit tougher than Greenbrier East's this the this year, and and that might also uh, kind of help them prepare for a matchup like this, uh, having already faced some of the top teams in the state. Yeah, I think it does. You know, the the Mountain State Athletic Conference is one of, if not the best conference in the the state of West Virginia, and that's just, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that fact when you, especially when you look at three of the teams in the MSAC are hosting playoff games this week, and all three of those teams happen to be in Cabell County uh, with Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, and Huntington. And GW had to go through all three of those teams this year and lost to all three of them, but, or excuse me, uh, had played all two of those teams, played Spring Valley this year, avoided Spring Valley this year. Uh, but it's the MSAC is a tough conference to play in week in and week out. And, I mean, you know that you're going to be battle-tested come playoff time, no matter what your record might be at the end. And then you take the MSAC schedule, and then you also throw in that Ashland-Paul Blazer game there in week two. Ashland-Paul Blazer out of Kentucky was the defending undefeated Class 3A state champs from Kentucky last year. GW got a great win on the road to start the year off there, and um, again, I think when you go through a schedule like the MSAC puts you through and then you top it off with that game on the road at a defending state champion out of Kentucky, that always is going to set you up for a decent run in the playoffs if you can start playing your best football. And uh, with GW racking off the last three and four out of the last five, uh, you can honestly say that they're starting to hit their stride now. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. This is uh, Colin McLaughlin here. We talked about the strengths for this George Washington team. On the opposite side, what are some of the weaknesses that they have to uh, fix up so that it doesn't get exploited? Well, I think, obviously, I play with having to have, you know, breathe out your starting quarterback and Abe Fenwick, and as well as he had played 
all year. I mean, again, almost 1,400 yards, 89 of 171 passing, 17 touchdowns, had nine interceptions. That was a little bit of a problem for him. But um, when you're trying to get guys like Brady Adams and Hayden Hatfield, who have now only been running that spot for two weeks, that makes it a little bit more difficult for you because of the experience there. And I think that could weakness for the Patriots in this game just because of the inexperience at quarterback and running the system that GW does. Um, defensively, I think the weakness might be in the secondary. Uh, their front line is, is tremendous, and their linebacking core flies around. Their secondary can get caught off guard a little bit and uh, can get beat if they uh, have some speed running up against them. But offensively, again, I think the passing game is probably the weakest part of their their game right now just because of the the two quarterback system that they're having to employ typically they say when you're preparing two quarterbacks you have no quarterbacks and that kind of seems like it might be the case but again as i mentioned those two quarterbacks have played really well the last two weeks so if they can continue to implement that two quarterback system and do it well the patriots could come out of there with an upset and you you know you look at, at this uh, George Washington team. They last time they were in the playoffs last season, they lost to you know sixty two nothing to this Martinsburg team up here in the Eastern Panhandle. And uh, you know that was obviously they want to get that you know shutout out of their you know out of their minds to, uh, tonight uh, with a win, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they definitely I'm sure left a, a sour taste in in the coaching staffs and the players' mouths that are back for this year. Um, it's never good to end your season on a loss, let alone on a blowout like that and, and on the road. And especially being so far away, that long bus ride back from Martinsburg, coming back to Charleston, you're just sitting there dwelling on it. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they were eager and ready to get the season going this year and uh, with hopes of trying to get again back into the playoffs like they did. And um, they've got a decent trip down to Greenbrier East today. Uh, they should already be getting ready to make their way down there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I think that this team, Coach Edwards, the head coach, Steve Edwards, uh, was my head coach when I played at GW, uh, has been there, I believe this is his 26th season now. So he knows what he's doing as a head coach. He knows how to get guys ready to play a game and to prepare for the playoffs. Um, sometimes you just run up against better competition, like what happened last year. But I think GW stands a really good chance of going down there and getting this upset tonight. It, you want to call it an upset, it's an upset and seed, but – I think these two teams are going to play a really good game, and I think GW could come out away with it. The unfortunate thing, though, is is that whichever one of these two teams wins, they have to turn around and play Huntington, presumably, next week. And the Highlanders are, are just really tough. Like I said, I've seen them play GW this year, and GW just did not have it going there. Uh, they defensively held Huntington to just 14 points in that game in the first half, but second half just couldn't muster anything up there until they made that quarterback change. Adam, what do you kind of know about this uh, Greenbrier East team and what kind of challenge they could provide for George Washington tonight? Well, with uh, Greenbrier East, you got to worry about their quarterback, Monquel Davis. Uh, he's not just a passer. He is dynamic as he can be. He's uh, great with his legs. He's almost 1,000 yards passing. He's a little more than 500 yards rushing. And then their tailback is tremendous. Ian Klein, 1,600 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns for him. So, uh, definitely a, a dynamic offense for the Spartans. And uh, Randy Lee has uh, done a, a fantastic job of building this program back up. Uh, Greenbrier East was down for a while. They were in the MSAC, as we mentioned, a, the tough MSAC conference. They got out of that. 
were able to start scheduling games against teams that are more in their wheelhouse, started getting more wins. They got eight wins this year, eight and two. Uh, the first time in 23 years, Greenbrier East has had eight wins in a season. So that right there shows that Ray Lee, their head coach, has done a tremendous job of turning this program around. And, um, you know, you, you can't commend them enough for what they've done. That's, He's gotten them to the playoffs now three out of the last four years. This is a this is a Spartan team that is much different from five, six years ago. All righty. Other than this matchup, what are some other matchups in this bracket that you're uh, looking at and some teams that you like uh, and possibly seeing might make some runs in these playoffs? I know your listeners are probably going to hate to hear me say it, but and you're probably not going to. Guys are probably going to love to hear me say it, but I think Spring Valley, honestly, at the seventh seat, could make a decent run. They're going to have to go to you guys and play at Martinsburg in the second round, presumably, if the Bulldogs can get the win here in this first round, and if the Timberwolves can win as well. But Spring Valley is a really tough team. That seventh seed is really. Uh, a disservice to them in all, in all honesty. I mean, the Timberwolves have, again, we talk about how tough the MSAC conference is. Their only losses are to Huntington and to Springs or to Cattle Midland. And they're by short margins or small margins of uh, defeat. So that's a Timberwolves team where a couple of plays goes their way differently uh, in those two games. You know, they're walking out with an undefeated record and possibly are the number one seed instead of Huntington. So I think with what the Timberwolves have offensively, with Dalton Fouch, their quarterback, he looks really good throwing the ball. They do a great job running the ball. Ty Bartram uh, catching and running. I mean, and defensively, they just seem to be uh, swarming to the football with five, six guys almost every time, and that's what you love to see out of a defense. So I think the Timberwolves honestly could be uh, a team to look at out of that seven spot that could make a run in the postseason. Well, so that you're not scared of just going down, I'll go down with you and say I agree. Those are some great points. Spring Valley can be a dark horse, and thank you for that answer. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just, again, it's not something your listeners are going to want to hear. The Timberwolves handled business there in the Wolves' den against the Bulldogs, and, uh, no, that's not a tough, an easy task to do. Um, And,. Had probably the game of his life in that contest, and I mean, if he can have another game even close to that, then they could stand a really good chance to go to Martinsburg next week if they can win this week, and the Bulldogs, like I said, can win this week to go down there to Martinsburg and get a win again, like they did last year in the regular season. Um, and then if you look at the rest of the bracket, I think obviously you know Huntington speaks for themselves. The Highlanders have just pretty much dominated teams all year long. Um, you never want to rule out Cabell Midland just because of the, the ground attack that the Knights have is just so brutally punishing. I mean, they'll run the ball 50, 60 times and just pound it down your throat. And then when you finally think, okay, like we're going to stop them there, we're third and five, then they're going to hit you with a pass and you're going to be caught off guard. And go, Wait a minute, they threw the ball? What? So, you know, you can't ever rule out the Knights. Um, and then, uh, you know, Bridgeport just has looked really good as well this year. So, uh, you know, there's there are teams, I think, capable of, of making the, the challenge in Class AAA. But uh, I'm, I'm looking at Spring Valley as my dark horse uh, to win the, the state championship this year. Interesting one there, Adam. And uh, not really a question. Uh, just want to want to see if you want to be part of the revolt. Do you want to be part of the SSAC revolt for uh, – 
making us pay all this money just to do something that they've that you know these entities, including us and you know RSN, have done all season. Oh yes, I'm I'm 100% for it. The the fee uh, is just it can be devastating. Um, you know, I'm I'm not doing a game this week, uh, partially because of the fee, uh, partially because we have had some issues with some of our production stuff. But uh, it it's just it can be debilitating after we've been doing it all year and we've been giving the teams the coverage that they deserve, and then now the the SACC wants to have us pony up more money for it. You know, it just doesn't seem real right. But, you know, it, it's a business at the end of the day, and I don't make those decisions on whether or not we do them, unfortunately. I just I wish that we had more discussion about the, these rights fees. Yeah, we definitely do up here as well. And, uh, man, thanks for coming on with us. Hey, I'm glad to have uh, had the time to be able to join you guys today. Uh, you know, waking up early and – being in there in the mornings uh, for WOWK is uh, a little rough sometimes, but it, it allows me to do things like this and to join you guys. And it's always great to get a chance to talk with some former WMULers. All right, that's Adam Rogers, RSN. Maybe he'll have a game next week. I don't know. Yeah, we're looking at uh, potentially going to Double A next week. Um, we would either have Herbert Hoover, who has just been on a tear in class double a this year as the the number one seed the huskies looked really good all year long uh or we'll have the polka dots next week uh depending on what ultimately happens so um you know that's that's one of the things that i've loved about this uh this job with rsn sports this year is, is that it's really allowed me the opportunity to see more teams across the state and see teams down in the second in the double a classification so uh, it's it's been great getting out to a couple of different schools this year and seeing a bunch of different teams and all the talent that we have in the state because that's the one thing about West Virginia is the talent here has been getting better and better every year and more and more eyes are coming to the state of West Virginia to look at the talent here in this state and a lot of that can be you know thanks to the talent that Martinsburg's had over the last couple of years the, the runs that they made in their state championships has brought attention to it and now we're starting to get that quality across the board so uh it's just great seeing the talent we have in west virginia at all levels all right adam thanks for joining us and i'll let the listeners know if they want to tune in the double a action next week that was our guest adam rogers of rsn sports in the charleston area segment sponsored in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first parsons go to parsonsford.com for more when we come back we'll talk with uh, the guy up in Morgantown that calls a lot of Morgantown games and some university. We'll, we'll get into both teams Even next. Even some Marshall. Yeah, with uh, Dave Wilson. <laughs> We're not going to talk Marshall, but... Dave Wilson next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. The right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case. I called Sutton and Janelle, the best lawyers you could ask for. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation. Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected. Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at suttonandjanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success. Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this special AAA playoff preview edition of the Sports Mix. Going an extra half hour today. This segment sponsored in part by sunsetwater.com proudly installing water softeners in martinsburg and here at wrnr tv 10 and the rest of berkeley county since 1989 we're now joined on the phone by uh the voice of martins morgantown not martinsburg i screwed that one up already uh but it's basically a wmul reunion for us we've already had you know adam rogers on we're gonna have andrew rogers current uh voice of the highlanders we'll have luke creasy on and now we'll have dave wilson on of metro news and voice of the of morgantown how you doing dave yeah doing pretty well i didn't realize we were having a uh, an old-fashioned reunion today that's not bad (laughs) sorry for crashing the party hey it's uh you know it's all the contacts we got right got contacts that call games and that cover teams why not have them on Sure, sure. I got you. I see where you're coming from. Exactly. Uh, so, you uh, you do mostly play by play for Morgantown, right? Yeah, follow Morgantown uh, all season long, and it's been kind of an up and down year for the Mohegans, but uh, they've they've found their way into the playoffs. And they found their way in beating one of the teams uh, from our area, Spring Mills. Um, what was that game like? And uh, obviously, they had that power outage, so kind of a weird game but morgantown able to pull away and get that win yeah you're right it was a it was a weird game with the power outage and there was some talk that because you know early indications were it might be 10 30 uh, before they get the transformer fix get the power back on so there was some discussion about calling it a no contest and uh, at least from morgantown's perspective head coach sean Beiser was adamantly uh, opposed to that because uh, they needed the win to secure a spot uh, in the 16. And do they probably get in, even if that game is a no contest? Yes. Um, but we're probably talking about another trip to the Eastern Panhandle this weekend, and that would have been a terrible matchup 
Actually, I think it's a terrible matchup for anybody to have to go play Martinsburg in the first round. So uh, Morgantown got the win, even with uh, a little bit of a depleted backfield. They got the running game going. And um, I'm not saying this is a favorable matchup to play Bridgeport, but uh, I do like the strength of Morgantown's uh, interior defense against Martinsburg. I think it's a better first-round game than if you would have had to go play Huntington or had to go play Martinsburg, certainly. All righty, so give us the rundown of this uh, matchup for Morgantown and Bridgeport. Well, they're they're similar teams in that they both want to run the football. Uh, Sean Beiser is a wing tee uh, offense guy, so Morgantown wants to run it. You know, almost every play, only throw it just enough to keep you honest. Uh, The kind of team where you're talking about four yards, that's a good gain. I'll take that every single time because you're going to keep moving the chains. Bridgeport is Bridgeport. They run kind of a modern version of the single-wing offense. It's the same philosophy. If we get three or four yards every single play, we'll take it. Neither team is going to throw the ball much. Uh, You might have a half-dozen passes combined tonight. Uh, Both teams want to shorten the game. Both teams want to use their running attack to try to wear down the other team's defense. And what it's really going to come down to, guys, is mistakes. Uh, Bridgeport rarely makes mistakes, whether it's turnovers or penalties. And Bridgeport also does an excellent job of making you pay when you make mistakes. So Morgantown's going to have to take care of the football, going to have to be disciplined uh, as far as penalties go. And, you know, it's just give yourself a chance at the end of the ball game because neither one of these teams is built to come from behind. So the follow-up quickly then, as you said, both teams want to run the ball. Who has the edge? Who's going to help give them the edge and why? Uh, well, I would say Bridgeport has the edge because they have a couple of thousand yards rusher, a thousand yard rushers in the backfield, and Layden Reppert and uh, Cam Cole. Those guys just absolutely beat you, beat you, beat you. Um, we're talking about guys who are averaging well over 100 yards a game. They're both 100 yard or 1,000 yard rushers, and Bridgeport only played eight regular season games. They're 10 and 0 because of two COVID forfeits. So. They are over 1,000 yards in eight games this year, so they, they are going to handle the load. Morgantown has been beat up in the backfield. Uh, their two starting uh, ball carriers, I call them ball carriers, one was a wingback, one was a tailback, uh, Devon Eldridge and Broderick Washington. Uh, they were both injured and have been lost for the season. Uh, they're beat up at fullback, so they're down to their fourth, fifth, and sixth string running backs. So uh, Martinsburg, I think, is the healthier team right now, and uh, they've got a couple big horses to rely on. And, uh, you know, you're talking about this contest specifically. They've already seen each other this year in Bridgeport. Uh, Bridgeport got that 31-20 to victory in week two of the season. What are some things that Morgantown can do to avenge that victory and move past them? Yeah, and, and that was a good ball game for more than three quarters. It was 17-14. Bridgeport was up three going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Morgantown made mistakes in that game, and starting quarterback, at the time, Maddox Bowers was injured. Uh, Morgantown made mistakes in that fourth quarter, gave up uh, a big pass play for a touchdown, and eventually uh, Reppert just wore him down up front as well. So it's kind of what I just talked about, guys. To hang with Bridgeport, you have to play an almost perfect game because every possession, you have to do something. Bridgeport's just not going to give you the ball. They're going to hold it for 15, 16 plays. In fact, um, I believe it was coming into the third quarter, you know, Bridgeport held the ball almost the entire third quarter of that game. Uh, you know, Morgantown's offense just couldn't get on the field. So you've got to make the best of every opportunity 
and you can't get behind yourself. You can't shoot yourself in the foot, and that's what Morgantown did in that earlier season matchup. So, Dave, obviously, uh, while you cover Morgantown with the play-by-play side, uh, you've seen a little bit of university this year as well, and uh, university, obviously, a team that is uh, one of the top teams in the state, but probably the least talked about team in terms of who could make a run at a state championship, it seems like. Uh, What have you seen out of them, and what do you think their chances are? Well, I think you're right, and I think it's because university is about a year ahead of schedule. Big junior class, a very talented junior class, and and John Kelly knew they would be much better from last year. Um, I don't think he was expecting 10-0 this year. Uh, They can spread you out. They have a lot of speed on the field with uh, Clauses at uh, wide receiver. Uh, Quarterback Chase Edwards has been excellent in the pocket this year. He can also run. Now, he will be out for tonight's game against uh, Woodrow Wilson. He missed last week as well in concussion protocol. But uh, the backup they have, Luke Hudson, Hudson is pretty darn good. Uh, Just a sophomore, but they like him. So I don't think they're going to really – pair the game plan back at all and they have a big running back in Colin McBee in the backfield a senior who can uh, coach John Kelly told me he thinks is his best player Uh, when the game's on the line he'll lean on him um, you know and and use that running game out of the spread attack so this is a versatile university offense that can hit you over the top they can wear you down with the run game I do think Woodrow Wilson comes into this game don't count them out because they're five and five and snuck into the playoffs uh, they have talent all over the field. Their problem this year has been discipline, and they get into uh, penalties, they get into turnovers, they get themselves behind, and it's hard to catch up. But there's a lot of talent on that Woodrow side. So, um, And Coach John Kelly knows that. So they're not counting to just roll through Woodrow Wilson, but this is a game university should win. So are you saying that there might be a possible upset there? Or are you just saying that <laughs> due to the seeding that it might be closer than what a lot of people around the state think it's going to be? I think it could be closer. It could be. Because, uh, you know, Morgantown went down and played Beckley and, and lost a close one in overtime. And, you know, Beckley went and handled South Charleston. Very, you know, really took it to South Charleston, I thought, in the final week of the season. So the talent is there. But you've got to make that three-and-a-half, four-hour trip, uh, you know, four-and-a-half hours on the bus probably from Beckley to Morgantown. Um, That's a long way to go on a Friday night. Again, this is a very good university team. So don't be shocked if it's a little closer than you might expect, uh, you know, a traditional early-round matchup there. That's all. Don't – I'm not going out on that uh, upset uh, alert or anything just yet. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Is there any uh, team that you've seen this year or maybe just that you've read about that you think uh, you know, could challenge for the state championship outside of maybe Martinsburg and uh, Huntington? Spring Valley. Spring Valley, I think, is a very uh, – they've played a tough schedule. and They had to play Huntington. They had to play Capitol Middle. Beat Martinsburg uh, down in Canova this year. So, And, you know, because of a couple losses, they're a lower – you know, they're going to play at home this week against Princeton, but – uh, Spring Valley, they know how to win. They are big. They got some horses there, and I don't think they're intimidated. Um, if they have to, you know, if they win this week and have to come up to Martinsburg next week, I don't think there's any intimidation 
Uh, a lot of teams get off the bus at Coben Field and they look around and there's all the black and orange and the Martinsburg Bulldogs and all these championships. Um, and, and, you know, they kind of look around and, and it gets to them. I don't think it affects Spring Valley at all. So that's the team that maybe, and I don't think that's that crazy of an idea, but if you're looking down the bracket a little bit, that's the team I'd watch out for. So that's your upset pick for potentially uh, winning the state championship. <laughs> so you guys are trying to nail me for nail me to an upset. I mean, they're the popular answer. We heard this uh, from Adam, Adam Rogers, Rogers as well. Well, yeah, smart man. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you know, I just I don't see anybody in the bottom eight there uh, that I you know that can hang with a Martinsburg or a Huntington, you know, Cabell Midland. I, I just don't see anybody there. But Spring Valley's the one because they played a tough schedule. They and they played. They played these other teams tough when they did match up with them. Beat in a, you know beat Martinsburg. That says something. So that's the one I would watch out for. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for joining us, and it was great to have you on and continue this WMUL alumni show. <laughs> hey, glad I was able to be part of it, guys. Thanks, Dave Wilson, the voice of Morgantown. Thanks for coming on with us, and uh, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. This show, this segment sponsored in part by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. When we come back, we'll talk with Luke Creasy of HD Media as he'll get us a little Spring Valley and Cabell Midland. That's next. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Spring Mills, Harpers Ferry. The Mid-Atlantic Group has been serving the area's insurance needs for 40 years. We are an independent insurance agency, therefore we can offer insurance from many insurance companies, find the right coverage at the right price with Easy Payment Plan. Located at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg, the Mid-Atlantic Group is easily accessible from Morgan, Jefferson, and Berkeley County. To set up an appointment with a local insurance professional, give them a call today at 304-267-8989. That's the Mid-Atlantic Group at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg. Let them help insure you today. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131.
Welcome back to this special AAA playoff preview edition of the Sports Mix segment brought to you by Berkeley County Health Department. Prevent, promote, protect. They're at 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. And we're now welcome to the program, uh, back to the program because he's been on before, Luke Creasy of HD Media. We'll talk a little Spring Valley and Cabell Midland. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing good. been listening to the show, and uh, I I will not – uh, be able to give you Spring Valley as an upset pick to win the state title because everybody on the show has done it so far. So I'm going to have to do a little looking down the bracket before we get to that question. There you go. I listeners will definitely love that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've definitely you've obviously seen both of these teams a multitude of time. We talked about we've talked about Spring Valley on the show multiple times over the last few weeks, but team that Martinsburg hasn't seen this season is Cabell Midland. What, what is Cabell Midland doing this year to, to, you know, be able to sit at number five? They are uh, quite simply running the football. Um, they have one of the uh, most aggressive offensive lines um, that, that I think Luke Sammons has seen in his nine years as coach at, at, of the night. Um, you know, they have, have kind of made their living um, the last few years running the football, and they're doing it better than they ever have, um, in my opinion, in my years of watching them. Um, just just a really tough physical football team. They're going to run the ball 40-plus times every time you see them. Um, they're all about ball control. They've got the size up front, Nehemiah Roberts. Nemo Roberts is his nickname. Um, the, the brother of former standout J.J. Roberts. Um who's now at Wake Forest, actually. But uh, Cal Midland runs football extremely well. And, and it, it's not a secret that they're going to do it, but nobody has been able to stop them so far. So um, that's that, that's a tough out uh, for uh, for anybody that faces Cal Midland, especially um, South Charleston, who's had their fair share of struggles coming into uh, rolling into the playoffs. They're coming in at 5-5. Five and five. Um, Haven't really wowed anybody this year. Um, and so they're going to have their hands full when they walk into Ona, and uh, I think Cabell Midland is ready to fight. They've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after not being able to play last year. They thought they were talented enough to win the state uh, title last year in AAA. Um, of course, you know, six in a regular season, didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs because of COVID. Uh, well, they played Spring Mills um, and beat them uh, in the first round, but uh, weren't able to – to prove themselves anymore after that. So I think Cabell Midland's hungry. Uh, they've got the regular season out of the way. Um, stumbled once there against Huntington, but um, uh, overall, uh, Cabell Midland's a tough out. And uh, as long as they're running the ball the, the way that they do and the way that they want to, um, they're going to be pretty tough to stop. So for their opponent, Luke, uh, South Charleston, you know, on a four-game losing streak, I believe it is, heading into this game. So – you know, what's kind of happened to them? Because they were looking pretty good, and obviously last year were one of the top teams in the state. So uh, has it been injuries, COVID, schedule? What, what do you think has been their issue this I, season? I, I, I think it's it's just a mixture of they've been figured out. Um, you know, they, they dealt with some um, injury and disciplinary issues early on in the year. Um, that, uh, but, but I think the win that kind of – the loss, excuse me, for South Charleston that kind of opened everybody's eyes 
was at Spring Valley. Um, they came in and just absolutely got trounced. Um, now, they were down one of their top receivers that week, but uh, South Charleston, I, I think, is um, – I mean, they're, they're a good, talented team. Um, you know, Trey Dunn is – is one of the better quarterbacks in the state, um, and, and they've got the offensive weapons to do it. But defensively, they've struggled um, in big moments and, and not been able to stop, um, you know, make the stops when it matter, matters the most. Um, you know, they, they, they took some pretty big lumps, but uh, I, I think one thing, and I don't want to attribute the, the struggles that South Charleston is having to this, but I think everybody was outside of South Charleston – um, and class AAA was just a little bit uneasy about how last year ended. Um, South Charleston, the defending state champions, um, they didn't play their way to that championship. They were named champions by the WVSSAC um, because of how many games COVID canceled. Um, and, you know, you had really good teams, um, Cabell Midland, Martinsburg, Cabell Midland, or shoot, uh, Spring Valley. But South Charleston didn't have season playoffs. And you come out and win that state championship, and then you have to go and face those teams. You know, some of them later on, being in the MSAC, you know, they've seen Huntington. They've seen um, Spring Valley. And, and now they're going to look at Cabell Midland. And it's, it's just not uh, – um, I, I don't think they're being received with open arms. I think everybody's just kind of got a little chip on their shoulder about the way things ended last year. And uh, Midland's got a chance to, to kind of make a statement and say, hey, we were better than you, and we still are tonight. Okay, uh, can you just go into some of the uh, key players that have contributed to this uh, successful season for Cabell Midland? Um, you know, it, it, he hasn't thrown the ball uh, much, but Ryan Wolf there at quarterback uh, kind of run the offense um, for the Knights, uh, has um, done really well for them so far. Uh, Jackson Fetty. Um, in the backfield, uh, he leads the dangerous backfield. Um, I, I, the, the one time I, I saw uh, Cabell Midland this year was actually the season opener, and they've changed quite a bit since then. But I think Jackson said he carried the ball 30 times uh, in that win at Spring Valley to open the year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think things really start with him. But uh, the, what really makes it possible uh, for the Knights is, is what happens up front. Um, you know, Coach Sammons will be the first to tell you uh, they're not the biggest um, up front on the line, but but they're one of the more athletic teams um, in Class AAA. And I think physicality goes a long way, especially when you look at who they've had to play. You know, Huntington is not um, not a team that's not going to be physical. Um, they play about as physical as anybody. Spring Valley physical and so Cowboy Midland's kind of had to mold themselves to be what they are right now um but uh, it's working so far and they've just been physically dominating up front um really can't uh pinpoint one player uh specifically on the offensive line that does it um but uh you know Nemo Roberts is the obvious choice uh to say he's leading the charge just because he's had such a good year um, but uh, really, it starts up front, and that opens up a lot in the backfield. Mason Moran um, has the talent, has the explosive playability um, in, in the backfield as well. So uh, just uh, tough to key in on one particular person when that line is so dominant and opens things up for everybody. 
Now let's transition to Spring Valley. We're running short on time here. Obviously, Martinsburg lost to them uh, two weekend, two uh, Fridays ago, but you know they're potentially playing to come up here to Martinsburg if Martinsburg can handle business. Uh, but obviously, the leader for them is Ty Bartram. He's just been unstoppable so far, especially against in that Martinsburg game. What are some things that he brings to the table that you think could lead them to a state title? Just experience. Um, you know, Bartram uh, last year, of course, he's kind of followed his dad around. Uh, his dad, Mike Bartram, uh, a former herd great, uh, now on the herd coaching staff and as an assistant, uh, has kind of bounced around um, the geographical area in Meigs County, Ohio. Uh, so Bartram played up there. Then he was an assistant on the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles staff. Um, and uh, Bartram played up in New Jersey. Comes back to Huntington after after Mike accepts the job with Marshall and, and kind of had his pick of the litter. You know, where did he want to go? Um, chooses Spring Valley and uh, has just um, probably settled into the, the, the best spot he could have. Um, Spring Valley, traditionally not a team that throws the ball, but this year they have been. And it's not just because of Bartram. I think Spring Valley was going to throw the ball anyway, um, given what they have in Dalton Fouch at quarterback. But uh, Bartram comes in, and on more than one occasion, I've talked to, to head coach Brad Dingus, and uh, you know, a- after some of these great performances from Bartram, he said, "Ty Bartram's good at football, isn't he?" And uh, simply put, yeah, uh, Ty Bartram is uh, w- one of the biggest um, focal points of this Spring Valley offense. Plays defense as well. Um, uh, he's he's had some good moments there too, uh, and uh, but it, it, it's not just him on the offensive side of the ball. You've also got guys like Jace Caldwell. Uh, he's uh, the leading rusher for Spring Valley with 600 plus yards this year and six touchdowns. Uh, you've got um, Corbin Page, who's, who's committed to West Virginia. Um, he has has made some good plays in, in big moments. Ben Turner, um, especially in the return game. Um, has really set the Spring Valley offense up well. So, um, you know, one of those things that uh, Spring Valley can can kind of have the the benefit of, of picking their poison, and um, they they've done it on the ground, they've done it through the air, and they've done it on special teams this year. So, uh, re- really well rounded offense. But 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 I think what has impressed me the most about Spring Valley is not the offense this year, um, because every. Well, I won't say everybody kind of knew it was going to be different. Uh, within the program, people kind of figured it was going to be different this year um, with a true pocket passer like Fouch who, who can throw throw the ball accurately um, and down the field. But, but the defense has really been something that uh, once people have started to find their roles defensively, um, that uh, Spring Valley has really been able to, to lock things down on that end of the football. Uh, you look at a guy like Matthew Hall, um, switched – to linebacker in the middle of the year and now has 10 sacks and 70 tackles. Um, a guy that's really come into his own. Um, ben Turner, again, plays defensively. Most of these guys are two-way players, and I think that's uh, something um, that, that speaks to the athleticism that they have, the physicality, um, and just uh, really fun team to watch, especially when uh, when they get things rolling on the offensive side. But uh, I, I – I think they pride themselves a little more on defense versus what they're able to do on offense. All right, Luke, real quick here. Who's your dark horse for a state championship? Man, see, 
and I said, I, I'm not going to go with, with the traditional Spring Valley pick here because I, I think if enough people start picking them, uh, they're not really a dark horse. That that, that horse is starting to uh, come into the light a little bit. But Cabell uh, Midland, hungry. Um, they have a chance, uh, you know, if they win this week, uh, potential matchup there at university, that would be a fun one to watch. But, but I'm going to give a um, – you know, University um, is a team that, that not a lot of people um, have have talked about heavily. Um, they're tough. University or Bridgeport? I'll go with one of them. All um, right. But uh, but Bridgeport's going to have have a tough out because you're facing probably either Spring Valley or Martinsburg if you get past um, Hurricane, who's proven to be tough. But uh, you know, j- just for the sake of being different. I'll go Bridgeport. All right, Luke. Well, thanks for joining us, and we're up on a break, and uh, look forward to reading your stuff next week as you got another weekend off covering high school. Yeah, you guys always have me on when I have the Friday <laughs> night off, but uh, it gives me a chance to talk more football, so, so I'm here for We got to make you work, Luke. Hey, you know, there really is never a Friday off in this business. So. There you go. All right. That's Luke Creasy, HD Media. We'll now hit a break. and we come back, we'll talk with Andrew Rogers, the Huntington play-by-play broadcaster. That's next as we wrap it up on the Sports Mix. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, Equal Housing Lender. Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say, take me to Sunset Car Wash. At Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this special edition of the Sports Mix, AAA Playoff Preview Edition, a segment sponsored in part by WV Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and Jefferson Medical Centers, leading healthcare here and everywhere, and by Cody's Auto Body, where you get the work done, where you, you get the work done right the first time. Call Cody's at 304-901-4777, located at 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg. We're now joined on the program by the play-by-play broadcaster for Huntington, Andrew Rogers. How's it going, Andrew? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. It's a WMU all, almost alumni-filled show. You'll be an alumni in May, uh, but now you close okay. out the show here with the only active one at WMU. Well, Colin's not an alumni. Well, I yeah, mean our guests. CYJ. I'm talking about our guests. All right. Well, Matt Miller. Social media, and I was with Dr. Bailey when I read that because we were at Green and White Day. He's like, oh, how about that? Look what I have made. <laughs> All right, well, now let's talk some Huntington football. We had you on in the very beginning of the season, I want to say, in September, and uh, Huntington's still undefeated. They sit at the number one seed after Martinsburg lost to Spring Valley a couple weeks ago, moved back up to that seed, and this week in the first round of the playoffs, they take on number 16, Wheeling Park, and uh, obviously that's going to be a tough opponent. Yeah, you look at the record for Willing Park, four and four, only eight games. When I talked to Coach Doherty earlier in the week, he had talked a lot about how the month of September, it was just, they only played two games. They played one early September, one on the 18th against University, and that was it. They only played two games. They had three off weeks, including one in October. And now over these last five weeks, they've been able to actually play some football games. They've been competitive, too. So the four and four record really isn't indicative of this team and how they've played this season because they've got a big blowout victory against Morgantown, who's a 14 seed. And offensively, they've been solid, defensively solid as well. So it's not your typical four or 16 seed. In the past, they've been right around the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 mark uh, seeding-wise. So this is an uncharacteristic position for a Wheeling Park team that's used to being a team that's maybe hosting a playoff game, but now is playing an underdog spot here and having to go up against the number one team. And Andrew, uh, Huntington, one issue I think for them this season has been getting off to some slow starts and maybe playing games a little bit closer early than they should be. Um, how important do you think it is, especially tonight and uh, throughout this playoffs, for them to get off to some quick starts and uh, put away teams a little bit earlier than having to wait until the second half? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. That's the uh, sole reason uh, Huntington is really undefeated because they've been able to overcome those but in some of these games, they've trailed. It's been against lesser opponents. You think back last week against Riverside, go down 7 nothing early. You finally kick it into gear in the second quarter. But the more this happens, it happened about, it's happened about five or six times this season, I've noted, where Huntington's gotten off to slow starts. In fact, trailed four times at the half, but has responded really well. And you hope, heading into the playoffs here, that maybe this is the only week it happens so that Coach Billy Seals and his team realize, okay, hey, if we do this, in the quarterfinals, semifinals, championship, wherever, we aren't going to be able to come back on some of these other teams that we play. You may be able to get away with it against Wheeling Park, but it's going to be very important to get off to a quick start, kind of set the tone with, okay, how are we going to play this postseason? Because it is a kind of a younger team that has not been in a situation like this before. So it's very crucial uh, to get off to a quick start, I think. And it starts tonight. Being the uh, number one seed for Huntington, what do they need to do to make it to the uh, state championship, and who's going to lead them there? I think it all starts with the quarterback, Gavin Locko. He's really been really good through the year. He did have a couple of interceptions this past week against Riverside, but overall he's taken care of the football, uh, and he's really been a dual-threat quarterback, nearly 800 yards, 14 touchdown runs, 17 
through the air. It's really been him offensively. He's got good pieces around him, but he's the focal point. And then the defense. The defense has been phenomenal. One of the best uh, in Clash AAA. Listen to this number here. Has only allowed 14 second-half points over the last six games and has not given up a single point in a fourth quarter in six straight games as well. So it's a defense that's played really well, especially in second half when it's mattered. So the defense is obviously going to be crucial. But again, you got to score points at times, too, to win football games, and that's where it starts offensively with Waco. Andrew, uh, we've talked about this kind of off-air a little bit. Um, you know, Huntington getting to avoid Spring Valley as a potential second-round matchup was something that we thought would be huge if they want to make it to the championship because obviously that was probably one of their tougher games of the year. And now looking yep. at their bracket, how do you think kind of things play out uh, for them in terms of potential matchups and how they could, I guess, make a run uh, to potentially play Martinsburg in the state championship if everything uh, goes as planned, I guess. Yeah, it was a big thing I think I was noticing was and hoping, too, for Huntington's sake, was that you could avoid or try to avoid uh, Spring Valley in that second-round matchup because Cabell Midland and Spring Valley are really the two closest games Huntington's played. And to be quite frank, Huntington didn't play well in those games either. Probably should have lost those games, but a couple of things went the Highlanders' way and they were able to survive that game. So those are the two games where Huntington easily could have been 8-2 and two, uh, in the playoffs. So it's very important they were able to avoid them. Uh, could see Cabell Midland down the road in maybe a semifinal matchup uh, when it comes down to a Cabell Midland's a five-seed, so you'd have to play uh, either them or University, pending they would survive this week as well. So I think it's crucial. Eight-nine matchup, you could get either Greenbrier, Easter, George Washington, both teams with good records. Huntington's beat George Washington and really handled them uh, relatively well, but they've played good football as of late. So I think the the road to the Super Six is ideal, I think, for Huntington. Obviously, it's not going to be easy, though, because there's some really good teams in Clash AAA. All right, final one here, Andrew. We've asked all our guests so far, who's your dark horse for a state championship this year? I'd say nobody in the top five and not Spring Valley. Name me somebody else besides somebody in the top five and not Spring Valley. Man, Spring Valley was definitely going to be my choice. They, they are a dangerous football team. They're, they're good at what they do. They know how to win. But I'll go with a Hurricane. I think Hurricane's a dangerous 11 seed. Um, fine record. I think they've gotten better as the season's gone on. Uh, close matchup with Spring Valley. They beat South Charleston at home a couple of weeks ago as well. And Jefferson, I don't know much about Jefferson. You guys know more than I do. But they got handled by Martinsburg pretty well. So I think Jefferson's uh, a team that Hurricane could possibly uh, play well against and maybe could sneak a couple of wins out here in the playoffs. All right, Andrew, we'll we sorry disagree. to cut you short, but we do disagree. But thanks for coming on. Not being the Cougars. <laughs> hey, we'll see. We'll see. That's Andrew Rogers, play by play broadcaster for the Huntington Highlanders. And uh, have a good call, Andrew. Thank you. That's Andrew Rogers, play-by-play for the Huntington Highlanders. For our guests, Adam Rogers, Andrew Rogers, Dave Wilson, Luke Creasy, and our very own Matt Miller. Shout-out to them for coming on this special AAA playoff preview edition of the show. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Matt and Nick will be talk to you, we'll talk to you at 6.30 for the pregame show at as number 2 Martinsburg host number 15 Parkersburg South. That will be... Only on WRNR-TV on YouTube and our radio airwaves, not on TV10 due to the SSAC fee schedule. So Nick will have Nick will have your call tomorrow for Shepard as well with Travis Smith, 11.30 pregame, 12 p.m. kick on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. So everybody have a great rest of your day. Tune into Martinsburg at or Martinsburg Hosting, Parkersburg, Parkersburg South tonight at 6.30.